0: Welcome to Stationary Jason, a podcast at the intersection of analogue and digital productivity. I'm Justin and joined in the new year by my friend and co-host, Stu Lennon. Happy New Year, Stu. How are you? Uh, happy New Year to you, too. I am
1: tickety-boo. Thank you very much, Justin. How are things in sunny, warm Canada?
0: Brr. Uh, winter is finally, finally here. It is currently minus five degrees Celsius, heading down to a low of minus 19 tonight. <laughs> uh, we had six inches of snow the other day. That meant breaking out the snowblower. And, uh, well, it snowed again overnight. So guess what I'm doing after my record? Oh, well, wow. The snow, we had a green Christmas. Uh, so the snow is about two months late, which is nice in one way. But... Snow on Christmas lights, I think, is about the only time that snow is nice, is when everything looks pretty. Uh, The snow showed up right after everybody turned off their Christmas lights, which means it's just cold and white (laughs) and miserable. Uh, I guess I can't complain at a two-month extension to fall this year. Mm. So does that mean that you're going to have snow longer, do you think, or is it just going to be a shorter winter? I'm hoping a shorter winter, but uh, you just never know. It it changed in a week. Uh, last week, it was five, six degrees above freezing. It was lovely. It was sunny. It was pretty. And now we're back into the heart of winter. So uh, who knows? Probably uh, April will be nice. So I've only got to deal with this for a few months. Mm. Uh, hopefully it won't last that long, but you know. It's got form, I think, as they say. It's got form.
1: And how did the, uh, the the holidays
0: go? Did you have a good time? Oh, Christmas was rough for me. Uh, I had a longtime friend of mine passed away on uh, Christmas Day. I got a call on Boxing Day figuring it was just her calling to wish me a Merry Christmas. Uh, mm. And when you pick, a, pick up the phone from her number and it's her daughter, uh, you know that phone call. I'm sure you've had that one as well. Mm. Sure. I mean, that's terrible. I'm sorry for your loss, man. Yeah, that was, that kind of threw me for a bit of a bender. And then I had another relative just before Christmas had a big heart attack. And now uh, they went some time without uh, any uh, heart function. Uh, So they're Mm. cognitive impaired. Oh, wow. Last week, my kid had a heart procedure, mild surgery. Um, and Mrs. T got a call that she's got the same surgery booked in February. Uh, this is for a sort of hereditary, uh, heart mm, challenge, nothing too major, but still anytime you go in and start messing around with that little organ, it gets a little scary. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I think I'm done already. Can I skip the rest of the year? Uh, permission granted.
1: I mean, uh, do you think it's you? Justin, are you causing all of these issues?
0: I don't know. I was kind of counting the the things I've got. Okay, I've got the the things have come in threes. I was like, oh no. This is T makes four. Crap. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah no, things come in fours. Now it's the 21st century, Justin. That's how it works. Uh I've upgraded that superstition for you. All right. All right, that's good. Uh, how about yours? How was your Christmas? How was mum? How was travel? Uh oh, right. Well, there's a load of questions there. Christmas was fine. Uh, it was very quiet for us. Um which don't tell anybody I really like. Uh, So Christmas morning, um, I put some drinks into the cool box, (laughs) threw some chairs in the back of the car, a couple of dogs in the back of the car, uh, wife in the front of the car and went down to the beach. Um, So I had a a swim in the med on Christmas morning and it was lovely. It was really, really quite mild. Um, Mrs. L sort of sat there expecting me to to shiver, um, but, it just wasn't cold. I wasn't being roughed up in a
0: matchup. It just wasn't cold enough. It was It was lovely. I came out and had a cold beer. I think Mrs. T's got one up on you. She went for, they have a polar bear dip on New Year's Day Yeah, yeah. in the local lake. Yeah, those people are just crazy. That's just s-
1: strange. I go. Get... <laughs> no, if it was cold, Justin, I would not be doing that. I'll be honest with
0: you. I stood on the on the uh, sand and watched uh, mrs t and uh hundreds of other people jump in the lake and mm. f- I, I wondered what the heck i was actually doing because no same person would do this but she did
1: yeah they do it in the uk as well you know the north sea and all that madness i tell you but um i'm allegedly very good for you all this cold water swimming um i no fair fair weather swimmer me um so that was good uh we had a bowl of pasta for our christmas lunch i have to say i enjoyed it enormously uh we just sort of skipped out the whole um massive feasting thing christmas eve we went out uh and had uh sort of a roast dinner and stuff but generally speaking we were pretty good apart from eating my own body weight and chocolate but that's you know tradition is tradition um and then uh, what was next? Oh, then was travel. Uh, I maintain that it's the only business in the world that can can get away with treating its customers the way it does. Is the travel industry? It is just dreadful. Um, I mean, the the local airport, all of the parking was booked. It was full. So um, I then started sort of going around the uh, the park and rides where you, you know, you park sort of basically in a field somewhere near the airport and, and the shuttle bus takes you to the, to the terminal, which is, you know, it's absolutely fine. I understand it, but it's just, how do they sort of under-resource things? I mean, how complicated can it be to build an airport with sufficient parking? <laughs> I mean, I would have thought things like runways and stuff were, were quite complicated. Control towers, I could see they're important. But, I mean, how do you screw up the parking?
0: Welcome to North America. You're in, a, you're in a bus driving in from parking pretty much any place you go in North America. Mm. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. I, mean, I just look at the, the way that everything works. Everything seems to be maximized for the profitability um, of the providers rather than for the comfort of the traveler. So you look at the, the facilities that are at airports, are all overpriced, uh, under-resourced, Um, I mean, I, I always, my mind just boggles when I see restaurants and queues of people. And I think, well, the one place in the world where you must be aware that people are kind of on a deadline is in the departure lounge of an airport. So if you're going to encourage them to eat, provide
0: enough facility. Anyway, (laughs) um, it's not like they charge you enough for a glass of wine or anything, Stu exactly uh so the flight was okay
1: it was all right um we got to where do we land we landed at london gatwick um in sort of rainy weather um which I, as far as i can work out it's pretty much rained in the uk since september um it's not really stopped certainly while we were there it didn't um and uh the, where, where we land and where we have to get to. So I have to sort of take on, I guess, a quarter of the M25, um, the the southwestern sort of portion of the M25. The M25 is an orbital motorway that goes around London um, and is uh, often referred to as Europe's uh, biggest car park. So um, navigating that, uh, along with everybody else who was trying to get home for Christmas type thing, or not for Christmas, but after Christmas, we flew on New Year's Eve, uh, so everybody was trying to get to their New Year's um, festivities. I guess that was horrible. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, <laughs> the weather was just really sort of blare all the way through. Uh, my mum was in good form; um, she'd been really unsteady on her feet the last time I saw her, and she's uh, she's much better at that now. Still. Uh, my heart is in my mouth sometimes when she sort of tries to multitask on, on, on her feet that scares me uh but no she was in good form uh it was her birthday she's uh she's turned 80 very nice congratulations Mum. Uh, so th- that was lovely um indeed and we 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 took a day to go up to london and see um see mrs l's family uh who were all still barking mad italians um and it was that oh, was fabulous we had a lovely lovely dad there. did you eat lots I did eat lots, Justin, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much I go through the door. Uh, we, we all have hugs and kisses in the true sort of European fashion. I then get sat down at a table uh, and they kick me when it's time for me to drive home again. Um, it's it's like The food just keeps coming. And there's nothing that an Italian um, uh, mother, if you like, uh, likes likes more than an eater. They will just keep bringing you food. And um, the fact that you're undefeated just just spurs them on. So <laughs> it's it's a bit Monty Python-esque. You've just eaten about four meals and they go, you want pasta? I've just had lunch and dinner. No, uh, small. Uh, small pasta. Eh. Uh, it's fabulous. I love it. Um, so that was great. We had a great time. Um, but I have to say we we were flying really, really early in the morning. Uh, back to cyprus and the weather forecast was awful for for the night so um we made a sort of tactical decision to skip out a bit early and book a hotel up at the airport um and oh thank heavens we did it was it was driving through the apocalypse (laughs) oh there was nothing nothing particularly terrible going on it was heavy rain you would have thought the uk would be we well set up for that but uh, the M25 was like wacky races. There were trucks aquaplaning. I mean, it, um, it's not mandatory in the UK to fit winter tyres. So a lot of rain or a lot, or any snow, and it all becomes a little bit chaotic. Um, and I, I cannot explain to you what it felt like to land in Cyprus. It was like the sun was shining. They opened the doors and the warmth came through and it was like...
0: The doors opened, the the sound comes up, the sun comes in. And Stu goes, Now I know why I put up with no next day Amazon deliveries. <laughs> exactly. And,
1: and Margaret and I, we do this every every winter. It's like no more trips to the UK in the winter. Prepared to consider going in the summer, but the winter, forget it. And of course, when the next winter comes around, there's always a reason that we have to go. But um yeah. I was delighted to, to be back and so far about three or four different things have, have come up which would involve me traveling <laughs> it's been very very short emails or conversations yeah definitely you should come over it'll be amazing it'd be great
0: no why not i'm not
1: going anywhere
0: i get that one completely there's a little chance in heck that uh, i'm going across the mountains in the winter yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i can understand that too that's uh i mean i guess i don't know if it's an age thing i used to think that the driving was really easy, probably because I was too stupid to know any better. But um drive long, I'm I'm am hesitant to say long driving to a Canadian, because when I say long drive, you think about days. Um, you know, anything over four hours is exhausting in terms of the concentration that you have to have, particularly if you're in, you know, uh, sort of nose-to-tail traffic that's, you know, crashing and, and just shunting each other everywhere. Um, it's just exhausting. I'm just like, oh, I am like, I don't know how I used to do that. So carelessly and carefree. I, I hate it. Now.
0: It's because we live a privileged life. For sure. On these little places that we call villages or towns and don't deal with cities anymore, Stu. That's it. If we hadn't moved, it'd be fine. We'd still be doing it.
1: I guess. I guess.
0: May not be enjoying it, but we'd still be doing it.
1: Oh, well, we don't enjoy it anyway. I mean, that's, that's just part of the course.
0: Mm. sounds like a good trip though I'm glad to be back and um catching the rays of cyprus
1: yes absolutely it's quite mild here at the moment we're getting a little bit of rain but that's to be expected in january i i popped in on a friend who has a restaurant um and he his tables were were all full outside you know, people were eating their lunch outside today which you know, the 11th <laughs> of
0: january that's pretty cool um i'm guessing that uh, we don't have that problem today Stu.
1: No, I wouldn't have thought so. We're
0: we're now, I mean, it's
1: it's half past five in the evening for me and we're at 13 degrees here. It'll be about 15 on the coast. And I think during the day on the coast, it probably hit 20 degrees today.
0: Yeah. I was looking at going camping on the weekend. I was looking at the weather forecast. You know, it's sort of highs of minus five and lows of you know, minus 20. And I'm just thinking, you know what? At that point, you can't even sit around a nice campfire. No. Because your front stays warm and your butt freezes off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could see that would be no fun at all.
0: All right. Uh, what's your tool of the week this week now that you're back and working and being productive and all that good stuff? Uh, well, I suppose I've got two, really.
1: Um, The, uh, the, the new and novel one, Um, i may have to spell this out for the show notes is a thing called a um gym uh g y m i believe it's spelt uh a place with which i have not been familiar for more than a decade i'd suggest
0: uh oh
1: yeah so that's been uh entertaining um sort of going back in there i mean i have been the grand total of twice now so uh, I'm expecting my muscle T-shirt to come in the post any minute now.
0: Um, I was going to say, I think you've probably got your New Year's resolution badge checked off. Hit the gym <laughs> twice. Okay, I'm done for another year.
1: Uh, well, I have to say, the great thing about Cyprus is that they don't have any of this annual membership nonsense. Um, they, <laughs> he looks at you and goes, "It's fifty euros for the month." Yeah, oh, uh, do, do you do longer memberships? Yes get a discount if you do three months you get a discount if you do six you get a discount if you do 12 um right okay he said just do one <laughs> okay all right
0: good all right big boy you're not gonna last just do one
1: <laughs> exactly um and i i it was it was brilliant actually we had that conversation and i was chatting to him i said okay cool all right listen i'll come down tomorrow uh just just uh give me a little intro on the machines to make sure don't kill myself um and uh you know we'll get going so i'll see you tomorrow anyway yeah maybe <laughs> i was like i will come if it's the, i will crawl if i have to um so yeah everything hurts um I, I i've got muscles that i i never knew i had and they're hurting um uh but yeah generally speaking that's good as you say it's part of the the you know improve things uh revel- revolution, resolution, theme, all of that, um, more prosaically, my sort of note-taking, making, baking, faking apps, um, have been, have been useful, Justin, I kid you not, um, I, as you might expect, and the listener might expect, I have 17,000 ways of taking notes, um, And how you do it, which app you do it in, if you're doing it digitally, I I don't think really matters. But actually sort of sitting down and working out um, why I'm taking a note and what it's for, and then doing the things, making that note do the things that I wanted it to do, good God, it works, you know. So um, really simple stuff. I have a whole mass of clients for Lime. I think there's about five of them. Okay, so the, so what I've done notes. is I've made it. I've made. Well, I've made a note for each client, saying, "Okay, this is where we are, um, and this is the what's happening next. Whether it's something from me or something from them, and then if I speak to them or I have an email with them, if I have an email with them, I can put the email into the notes app because obviously I'm Swish, um, and I can link it. But I link it back to that status note. That's what I call it, the status note. And okay, go, okay, I had an email from him doing this, which means I now have to do." That. And it just means that I can check in on my clients every week and go, where am I? Um, Because otherwise I'll forget because I'm useless. Um, And it's great. I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's making me feel more in control.
0: What about you? What's your tool of the week? Well, my tool, I'm actually working through, I talked about it uh, last episode, 40 Days and 40 Nights, the daily guided prompts of, well, 40 days worth, I'm also using the 40 days to reduce my alcohol, stop snacking, and do a stew thing of working out more. Um, Can you hear the excitement in my voice? (laughs) Um, Not like in the new year so far. Um, Uh, Okay. I, I, I could do all of these good things of, you know, not drinking and not enjoying food and working out more. And you know even if i don't live any longer it's going to feel like i'm living an extra 10 or 20 years because life without pleasure sucks (laughs) i don't think i want to live that long um yes um it's fine i i think more than anything it's just been a bit of a mental reset for me to say you know what I can do all of these things. And now I'm approaching them through the idea of choice rather than habit. You know, if you if you take a while off drinking, sure. you kind of look at your reasons for it. And it's not that I just want a nightcap because that's the habit I got into. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what, I want to sit down. I want to do some journaling. I'd like to have a little nightcap tonight, or maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'll have some tea or some, I've been drinking a lot of, uh, lemon, lemon water, hot lemon water mm-hmm. with stevia, yeah. uh, just to, okay. uh, sweeten it a little bit, uh, which has been nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of looking at it. I haven't had a bottle of wine since the new year and, uh, I miss it, but you know, I'm trying to be good, I'm trying to be good mm-hmm. Sure. and I will live forever and hate every moment of it. <laughs> well, I mean, you must
1: be almost immortal now. I mean, it's what, the 11th of January, not had a, not had a bottle of wine.
0: Oh, you'd be fine. Yeah, I'm just worried because my, my poor wine collection just continues to grow. I don't know still. I've also come to the conclusion that I am actually crap at guided journaling. <laughs> Somewhere through my experiences in life, I've learned to leave my trainload of baggage behind me. And I guess that means I've dumped most of my good memories and experiences with them. I don't know. Um, the, the one thing I've noticed about this journaling is that a lot of the daily questions are asking me to look back and find something in my past and write about it. Um, I'm guessing, you know, reading between the lines, these are almost emotional triggers that it's trying to help you understand and come to terms with um but they kind of feel like a hard calculus question and completely stump me i don't get me wrong i can recollect things uh but there is little emotional draw with them like i don't get that passion that release you know it's more like an academic tasks um but yeah, it's it's really interesting. I don't know if it's me, if it's an age thing, or if I'm just some undiscovered and emotionless serial killer in waiting. <laughs> or all of the above. Um, okay,
1: some observations for you. Uh, most people are crap at guided journaling, in my experience. Oh, good, it's not just me. It's definitely not just you. Um, there are some who are really good at it. Um, and in my experience, those are the people that manage to keep it going for a whole two or three days. Um, <laughs> they sort of sit there and go Bleh! for a day, and that's them for a month. They're fine. They just sort of move on and forget it. And I, I think journaling probably is only any use to you if you're crap at it. It's a bit like meditation in, in that respect. Um, the the recollection stuff um, is I often discover that. Because um, I think in this respect, we're quite similar. Um, I mean, I, I felt an emotion once. It was in 1984. I didn't particularly enjoy it, so I, I've, I've not done it since. <laughs> that's, that's certainly how some people perceive me. Um, so I tend to internally process things. Um, I'm not necessarily terribly emotive. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, I, if, if my fuse does go, you'll know about it. But um, my fuse is, as I say, pretty stable. Um, so I'll process things internally and the, there's a sort of a strong rational streak in me, which I guess is why stoicism appeals to me and stuff. But, um, that means that I can have the same sort of issue where I'll look at something and go, okay, well this happened and that happened. And, uh, I suspect this probably happened because of that, but oh, who knows? And well, you know, the next day I went to school, uh, and and not feel the need to sort of scream, oh, but I have been abandoned, or oh, life is horrible, or, you know, whatever um, the thing is aiming for me to get. But actually, I think writing down the factual stuff does trigger some sort of emotional reaction within me. Um, I think it does make me reconsider. I don't know whether that's going to be the same for you, but I suppose my, my... exhortation to you would be keep going and do your 40 days and 40 nights um, and see if it does you know spark something because it uh, we're of that age um where i I, we weren't necessarily expected to show emotion as as young men um or would have felt that showing too much emotion was in some way weak i know that's certainly true for me anyway uh so I, i i mean i wrote um avoidance anyone (laughs) that's that's what it is for me probably i think it's a strategy where i go okay you know things that have um that have hurt me they tend to go in a little compartment in a little box somewhere in my brain and they stay there um and when other people try to access them um they used to get growled at (laughs) so um current wife uh, has a tendency to ask me about previous wife and because that uh my marriage my first marriage was less than two years and um i sort of came away from that feeling very hurt and i don't apart from right now for reasons best known to i don't know who uh, i don't talk about it and so the way i think about it is that the, the hardest skin i have is 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 all scar tissue and when someone starts picking it at that for you know I guess, for all the right reasons. <laughs> it's scar tissue, it hurts. Uh, and so generally speaking, I tend not to do. I mean, I, the sympathy please audience. I, I am married to a person who is a um, grief recovery specialist.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Um, now, that's not a, th- yeah, exactly. That's not a therapist, but, and um, they're very keen to say, this is not therapy. But um, there is an awful lot of, you know, looking inward and all that sort of stuff. and. Sometimes she tries it on me and I sit there with a, with a blank face. <laughs> and she goes to me, she says, are you sure you're not a sociopath? Mm, yeah, it's, it just doesn't really work. you know. So, so how do you feel about your father's death? Well, he's dead. That's how I feel about my father's death. So you're not alone. I mean, perhaps we could rename this, you know, psychopaths unlimited or psychopaths anonymous. Oh, it's not anonymous. It's too late for that, isn't it?
0: avoidance anonymous i don't
1: know <laughs> we could go there yeah uh yeah I, I think there is value to to doing it but uh, I, margaret asked me again today she said yeah yeah so your journals and stuff where are they well i, said, I don't know um landfill presumably said, you don't keep them no. <laughs> no they're not supposed to be some sort of um record for 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 posterity that you know they're things that they help me work through stuff. I think if you, if you think too much about the sort of posterity aspect of, of any sort of journals, then you start writing them very sort of performatively. And it just, yeah, I I think they lose a lot of their power that way.
0: Most definitely. uh, That's one of the conversations I've had with my wife is that uh, if I ever die, just throw away my journals, don't read them. That's me working through my Stuff, yeah. But I think you know, uh, coming back to this of, of recollection, for me, I I work through stuff and it's done, and then I can look back on it. You know, uh, talking about divorces, um, you know, I think the one advantage I had is uh, my ex wife and my current wife were friends back in the day, and are still friendly in some ways. Uh, but so I don't get a lot of those questions. But you know, I kind of look at it. Okay, I got divorced at the time; it was hard. Afterwards, things moved on, I could look back at it. I don't have any emotion with it. It was just something that happened. Um, you know, if anything, I, I probably can look back at it and say, okay, you know, good for you. If you weren't happy, you decided to leave. That is fine, you know? I, I, I'm, I'm weirdly not conflicted. I'm not sure I have any scar tissue about that anymore. I've just kind of reconciled it, and I couldn't get to where I am today without all of these events, some positive, some negative. And looking back at it, uh, as I say, I don't get that emotional trigger on it. It's just, I can relax, re- recollect things, but there's very little emotion with it because today is what's important. Sure, I I should be like some Zen guy or something like that, Stu. Maybe, maybe that's part of what broke me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's this deep,
1: mysterious background of Twyford. That's, that's what it is. It's, I've talked about this several times now, this sort of the deep past you are in fact zen something
0: but we'll never really know what yeah i'll go chant a few rounds on my mala and yes well i can forget everything just we'll we won't go there we'll save that for maybe another episode or you know when Stu and i finally get together we'll have some drinks and all that'll come out (laughs) i say a bottle of whiskey and then we'll talk about that yes all right let's move on to something a little more interesting uh pen and ink of the week what you're with now that you're back? I'm assuming you've got all new stuff.
1: Uh, well, actually, I I was um, I, <laughs> I looked at the show notes earlier earlier in the week, and I, all the pens that I'd filled uh, before going to, to the UK were still going. So I had a couple of sailors on the go. Um, the oh sailor, uh, sunset over the ocean, hello sailor, sunset over the ocean, the Shikyori, um just doing great. Going great guns. I mean, I got really good fills on them. You know, sometimes, uh, well, I don't know, but I sometimes get a bit lazy when I'm filling and I only get sort of half a converter. I think, oh, that'll do. Um, I'd filled these properly so they were properly sort of full to the brim. Um, uh, And I was writing quite a lot, but they were still just going, going, going. And the moment I I finished typing that, I went to write a note and one of them emptied and the other was empty, I suppose, an hour later. So I then went to the drawer and thought, okay, let's get some stuff out that I haven't um haven't used too much recently. I got the Lamy 2000 out.
0: Oh, very nice.
1: Um and and throws threw some uh Mont Blanc Blue Black in there. Um it's this pen and I I think that Mont Blanc is quite a smooth flowing ink. Um it's probably not wet, but it's wetter than medium, if you see what I mean. Uh, that Lamy 2000, for me, needs wet, wet. It really needs wet. It struggles on any paper that isn't sort of Tomoe-esque. It just, it gets a bit catchy for me. So I, um, I, I I want to love the Lamy 2000, but I really struggle to, unless I've got a really wet ink in it.
0: That is surprising because the Mont Blanc is perfect for my Lamy 2000. Mm. I think it's just that huge nib that you have. I don't think the Lamy is designed for it.
1: Uh yeah, I'm looking at I'm gonna have a look at that. I mean they're not marked, are they? But I think mine is probably a medium, to be honest. Um and I'm 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 using a Lock B pocket notebook at the moment, and that's got a uh, very fine smooth paper. Um and it's all right. So you know, I think the Lamy would be fine on let something like a Rodea, you know, with that sort of uh I was gonna say laminated paper, that's not what I
0: mean uh coated paper. coated paper yes good boards
1: um but the um my my um I'll use the brad dowdy term my William Hanna planner um is uh it's it's you know conqueror paper so it's got a little bit of tooth to it and the lamy kind of struggles there mm.
0: um
1: so yeah I think the lamy will will get this fill done and then it will go back into the drawer and maybe this time next year we'll talk about it again
0: kind of like gym memberships it comes out once a year <laughs>
1: yeah but like i said i've only paid a month if i can make it to the end of the month we'll be laughing
0: which will come first the end of the month or your fill of lammy ink Uh, if you're not enjoying it the lammy might last longer just because you don't use it
1: yeah i'll I'll probably do some sketching or something just to get rid of it
0: um the
1: uh the other pen that i filled was the sailor 1911 Uh, i've got a bright yellow one I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, which I filled with a new-to-me ink uh, from Montblanc, the um, manganese orange, which is a sort of, um, it's called quite a sort of neony orange. It's lovely. Great. Um, gets on well with the pen. Um, still on uh, a bit like the Lamy, actually, <laughs> a bit like the Lamy on sort of the smooth paper. It's really happy. It's not quite so pleased on the on the rougher stuff I think on the rougher stuff is when I really enjoy my pelicans with you know the sort of fire hose nibs and the fire hose inks um and they can just they can cover anything in whatever color i please um but i do like i do like this sailor pen it's um it's the classically shaped one you know it's more sort of cigar shaped rather than the um uh sort of squared ends
0: yeah
1: yeah pros uh so hmm Nice, nice, nice couple. I've still got my co is going on. Uh, the Brass Sport, um, you know, a cartridge in one of those will last forever because I tend not to use it sitting at my desk. Um, and I am getting out a little bit more now, but uh, I'm not quite at the stage where I'm pulling out my fountain pen in the
0: middle of the gym. But that day will come, I'm sure. Uh, you got to record your reps, Stu. Got to record your reps and weights.
1: I, I'm doing that digitally at the moment, old boy. Um the the thing I haven't revealed is I used to be a gym monkey. Um I I used to be in gyms, I don't know, five, six days a week. Um when I was well, as as Merlin Mann would say when Christ was a corporal, um I was spending a lot of time in, in gyms. Um and yeah, it it sort of comes back to me when we're going the machines have all changed now, um, but the the process is pretty similar. You just do that until it hurts. Um, and yeah, recording reps and three sets of this and, uh, yeah, it's all coming back to me. And I, I have to say, you will talk about how you are sort of feeling miserable about these lifestyle, um, sort of amendments, adjustments. Uh, I've got to say going to the gym is bringing a huge smile to my face. So endorphins, are go-go. Wow. Um, but also making me, also making me ache in all sorts of places. I want to play golf tomorrow. I've got no idea how I'm going to swing a club Just
0: but we'll see. Ah, a little bit like me. Wooden, I think, is the way to say that. Hey, yeah, I was going to say so. The Terminator plays golf. Pretty much. All right. I've um, inked up a whole bunch of new stuff over. Cool. Journaling and everything like that. Uh, first one is a moon man M 800 mm. now the moon man is a knockoff of a Twisby or Leonardo, which is a knockoff of a Pelican, which is, you know, it's just a standard standard pen. Um, I picked this up several years ago. It was, it was pretty, it was a new one when they came out. Um, Chinese made, I think I paid like 50, 60 bucks for it. It writes really, really well. Um, surprisingly well. Uh, I actually inked it up because I got it confused with one of my Leonardo's, which is a similar color that I was planning on using, and I just inked this one up and realized, oh, this is the Moon Man. It's fine. When you have too many pens, you get confused. I'm getting old. Confusion reigns. (laughs) I put uh, Robert Oster's Fire and Ice uh, in there, which is a, well, it's a bluish ink with a red sheen to it, so it's pretty especially when it's written in, I'm writing in a MD Papers journal at the moment. So that handles all kinds of fountain pen ink really lovely. And I get all kinds of the properties of ink showing up. And then, you know, each day I pick a different pen, different color. I did pick up another Leonardo Memento Zero in mango, which is orange, in Mm. case anybody did not get that from the name. And of course, if you're going for an orange pen, I gotta go matchy matchy. Uh, Pilot Iroshizuku Fuyagaki, which is a lovely, lovely orange ink, uh, pairs well together. And then I went something I haven't used in a long time a Twisby Diamond 850 ALR. God, who names this stuff? <laughs> Nickel Gray. Um, the ALR is, well, it's the same pen as all the other. Uh, 580s, but it has rings around the grip. So when you're using it, you're it, it's a metal grip, mm-hmm. and there are little rings around it to stop your hot, sweaty hands from slipping down. Which mm-hmm. is very comfortable to use. It's a little tactile; you can feel it on your fingertips. It's a good-looking
1: pen. I'm actually, I'm just just logged onto it now. It's a it's a good-looking pen.
0: It's a clear demonstrator, so I have that uh, filled up with well. It was a diamond ink vent, uh, ink from 2022, the Christmas one. Best wishes. No. All right. We're going to talk about email today. Well, mostly Stu told me that he has changed his entire email. And since this is supposed to be somewhat besides been a podcast about two old men complaining about new year's resolutions and feelings, my God, is this a feelings podcast, Stu? Uh, Heaven help us. Um, It's about productivity. And well, one of the biggest things that sucks everybody's productivity is email. So I want to deep dive with Stu. What have you done, Stu?
1: (laughs) And why? Oh, well, the the second one may not be answerable. Okay, so uh, long-time listeners will remember um, both Justin and I, tried um way back when hey email the email from uh base camp 37 signals uh they change name about every six months it depends how they are going with staff relations
0: have they changed that stupid name the m box <laughs> i did Do you know what i
1: don't think they have but it's been a while since i looked um, um i'm sure david hannemeyer Hansen will have some wonderful reason that it will never change but um, Look, Hay um, and, well, Basecamp was a very, um, or is, sorry, it's not gone on anywhere, uh, a very opinionated company. Uh, they, they look at um, workflows. They look at workflows from their own company and they try to invent products that they want that they think other people then might want to use. And so they don't produce software that is terribly, amendable or adjustable they say right this is how the workflow should be do it this way you'll be fine and with hey email they they sort of tried to reimagine how email worked um and the sort of i suppose the founding principle as i see it not that they would say but that i see it is that most emails nonsense just ignore it um, let it flow and if there's something important grab it out of the flow uh, and if you miss it don't worry they'll email you again
0: that's kind of how it works i'm thinking this is a company based on slack or something that that's how they work and they just ignore email
1: well i mean i they i would imagine work through Basecamp, which is their sort of
0: collaboration software um oh yes that thing too i forgot about that <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I tried that for a while with Claire and we actually really liked it. Um, but everybody else that we interacted with went, this is really complicated. So so we stopped. Um, but the, 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 the guiding principle is your mail comes in in a flow. You can, uh, every sort of email sender must be approved by you. So uh, I get an email from Justin and it will say, there's this guy, Justin, emailing you. Do you want to see emails from Justin or do you want to consign him to some place that you never see him? Um, and you choose, therefore, who gets access to you. Then you can sort of, uh, your email then sort of categorizes into different sort of flow-aways, where you have an inbox, which is intended for people, or im as Justin points out. That's im for important. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, Where you keep the email that you think is important to you. And then you have, I can't even remember the names of the the other ones, but they're essentially sort of newsletters and stuff that you just want to have flowing by that you may dip into and you may not. Um, And it's, it's opinionated. Um, It doesn't have folders. Mm -hmm. Um, You can tag things. There are ways that you can sort of try and corral things if you want to, but Um, the general principle is just let stuff go and our search is great and you'll find it. And the search is pretty good. Um, if you can remember what to search for, Uh, that would be the thing, wouldn't it? That is kind of important. Um, and I think for a personal email account, it's probably okay. Uh, the minute you start getting a bit worky, whether that be sort of, um, you know, side hustle creator worky or proper corporate worky then it starts getting a little bit scary um, because, you know, clients tend to get a little bit iffy if you don't reply to their emails or if you lose their emails or if you go back to them and say, I'm sorry, I can't find the attachment because my email client, hey, doesn't, doesn't keep attachments. It sort of puts them somewhere else and I can't remember and I can't find it. And uh, ah. um, so it worked okay for me, um but I did find that it was probably stressing me out more than, uh, the problems it was solving. Because I would see something and think, oh no, I cannot lose this. So I would, you know, they have a set aside pile and you could click something to set aside. But then if you don't sort of develop a proper discipline, you end up with a lot of emails sitting in set aside and you say, yeah. Um, and so I just found it was all getting a little bit stressful. And the, the way I thought of it was that um, I had too much email coming into it. So I've got two businesses, um, I've got uh personal accounts sort of you know semi semi creator ones he said cringing and semi sort of just normal ones and all of those were flowing into this sort of stream and then they were coming into the narrows of hay uh and basically becoming rapids <laughs> i was just getting battered by um this email that was coming at me like a fire hose and i i developed strategies to cope with that and, and to manage that um But when I was looking at it, I was just going, I'm just paying an annual fee for making my email harder. Um, So I turned it off. (laughs) Now, I hadn't ever, because I'm old and therefore wise, I hadn't ever 100% thrown myself into Hay. So I maintained all of my uh, email domains and they forwarded mail to Hay. So to get out of hay was a case of just turning the forwards off. Um, and then the 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 mail would come through to whatever email client I wanted to install on my on my machines. Um and so for me, I, I've I've been around, I'm sure everybody listening has done this, I've been around every email client that exists. I've tried them all. Um and generally speaking, I think. The only ones out there that I have any real time for are Airmail, Outlook. Oh, still. Exactly, Apple Mail or Spark. Um, And I think Apple Mail does everything that I need email to do because I don't particularly want to do a huge amount with email, I just wanna be able to find the stuff. I wanna try and organize the stuff. Where I think Apple Mail's not very good is dealing with multiple accounts. I think you end up with a sidebar that's about eight feet long. Um and you can cannot really it's just not very manageable, it's not very amenable to that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh so I switched it to um Spark, which has been sort of reinvented and uh redesigned ooh, I think two or maybe three times. Um just because I like the interface and I like the way that it handles um multiple accounts Um, it does handy little things like color Um, and most importantly for me it'll work on all my platforms so um, I don't like having different clients on uh, phone versus computer I I want them to be the same I want to feel that I'm working in the same place even if I'm not Um, the spark's got a free trial go go and have a go if you want to have a look at it Um, I'm told it's brilliant for team collaboration um i I mentioned things like team collaboration to claire who is a self-declared techno fud uh, and she says no just just phone me okay you don't really argue with claire i mean you can do but there's no point she'll just ignore you um so, so i don't use any of the sort of collaboration tools it's purely for me that i use spark and i'll i'll come back to why it was uh, sort of pole position in a second. The other thing that I use is Samebox, which is, um, uh, it's an email service. You can use it wherever your email is hosted. Uh, and it's uh, it's a sort of filter system, really. So it looks at all of your email and says, okay, this is a newsletter. So I'm going to put this in a thing called same news you can rename it to whatever you like, but it's going to go this is a newsletter, so i 'm going to put it here. This is something i don't think is particularly important, so i 'm going to put it in an imaginatively named box called later um, This is from somebody that um Stuart said he never wants to hear from, so we're going to put this in the black hole, which is very similar to the hey function, and actually, depending on what package you take with them, you can have as many different filters set up as you want it's um it's sort of filters for people who can't be bothered to set up filters. Um, which is me and it's pretty good at it. Uh, it learns pretty well. Um, and it sort of spot decisions are pretty good. And I can hear Justin sort of falling over in the background. So, um, I imagine looking at the pricing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine that Justin has this all set up automatically, um, with rules and stuff. But, um, just reduces the volume of email i suppose is what it really does and it helps me priorities which hay used to do but this does it in a less threatening way i can still find everything um in a more sort of structured folder based uh approach which is what same same box does um and why spark works for me is that it it is a traditional sort of Okay, you can have boxes. I can set up different um folders for different um clients, etc. I don't actually, but I do have a, an enough organization for me, to make me feel comfortable that I can find things.
0: Hmm. All right, so I have questions. I thought you might. Uh let's start with Spark. You're using hmm. the new version. Yeah. I've used it for years. I've fallen out of love with it. Mainly because the new version puts a whole different application on your computer that has no upgrade path, which means that I have to go through and manually connect each email box again on every computer that I use this on, which is no, that's not true. That's not true. It is from what I've seen. There's no upgrade path from what I'm on.
1: No, but if you, um, if you do it on one, uh, you, there's a box you can tick and it'll sync onto all the others.
0: Yeah, but I've still got, I don't know how many email accounts. I've got like five email accounts on there. Going and adding those. <sighs> no thanks. What a pain. But you, you, add it, you add it on one computer and it will sync to everything. It takes five minutes, Justin. Yeah, it's the, I don't feel like doing that because I feel that if I have the, the same app, you should do that automatically. I don't need no. to it's the principle of the thing I it surprise. is and it's you know five minutes of time that i don't want to waste on something like that uh, the the version i use it ain't broke i don't need any of this fancy stuff so oof. um but yeah i've kind of fallen out of love with spark it's i use it for you know things like stationary sure, adjacent live spark they're uh, things that i can sort of check and scan once a day kind of thing that i don't spend a lot of time working in can't say that i found it great for working in but uh, i haven't uh, spent too much time on it and i don't have the expensive new subscription based version because upgrades and connections Ugh. um and i was just looking at the price let's move on to same box hmm. still that thing is expensive that makes hay look like a discount <laughs> yeah
1: i mean i can't remember which package i'm on but um I've used Sanebox on and off for 10 years because it will generally speaking work in concert with everything. Um, something as opinionated as uh as hay, not so much, but any other sort of um sort of domain, any other sort of client, it will, you know, it will work quite comfortably with.
0: So I've used it for a long, long time and I feel
1: really comfortable with it. Hmm.
0: I was just looking at the pricing just to give everybody some idea on this. Two email accounts, and this is just because I'm filtering it through how many email accounts do I have. Uh, $12 US a month, $99 a year. If you want four email accounts,
1: $36
0: per month, uh, $299 per year.
1: Yeah, that's the one I forgot.
0: That is a chunk for organizing email organizing and filtering yeah, I'm sure. and i'm not sure i could get away with four emails you know oh four domains isn't it well yeah four email accounts so you know if mm. you've got your how many domains do you have Stu? you've probably got four of them yep um yeah and then oof that just that seems like a lot of money for what it does yeah i mean you might be right and
1: I, i i haven't looked at it critically for a long time um And I suppose really the thing I would need to assess is how much of the functionality that it gives me, could I uh, do in my email client, whether that be Spark or or, or one other, but I do, um, I do like the the sort of easiness of it. um, The fact that it learns, the fact that it generally speaking gets, gets everything right um, and gets everything into the right places. So I'm looking now at my, at my, to say my inbox, but I'm going to look at my my app. Um, my inboxes are all cleared because I've I cleared those um, when I came back from the gym. <laughs> the gym, you know, inbox zero. Yep. Um, and then just looking at my folders, I've got um, I've got news and later for um, my SL my Stuart Lennon account. Then I've got Nero's later Nero suppliers, Lime later and Lime news. And so I've got 13, 3, one, two, two, seven in that. And so when we've finished, I will I will clear all that down to zero as well. Um and I just like the fact that I have those inboxes, which I will um I, I will occasionally look at those on my phone, but I never look at the the other stuff on my phone. That's the non-urgent stuff is a computer thing. Um and I've I've now brace yourself, I've made the effort, Justin, to learn. Keyboard shortcuts. Yes, finally, it has occurred to me that there may be something to these keyboard shortcuts. I know I'm 20 years late, but hey, better late than never. So um, I can actually get through my my three three accounts very very quickly, um, and I'll do that once a day. I'll go through that stuff, and at the end of every working day, I am at all boxes zero. Everything goes.
0: Hmm. I have a keyboard shortcut
1: too. It's called the delete key. Uh, yeah, I, um. I, i I do know how to delete but i don't i i just archive it now but um the 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 reason i got into this sort of approach of it was i took uh sorry it's another confession time took another course because clearly what i need is more course i've now got two courses on obsidian that i need to finish or start and then finish and i don't use obsidian anymore but apart from that um, I took, uh, you remember our friend Tiago Forte, he of building a second brain. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had a short course out called pillars of productivity.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that um, really fits with his
1: branding. Doesn't it?
0: Pillars of productivity. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he knows what he wants does Tiago. Uh, and in fairness, I really liked, uh, the pitch of the course. And so I went and bought it and did it. And I really enjoyed the course um am I going to give it a reendorsement? um yeah yeah kinda I think it was hundred and fifty bucks uh could you sort of almost work out what he was gonna tell you without paying the hundred and fifty bucks just by thinking about it yeah probably but i wanted uh I wanted help I wanted guidance just to get something um and really what he's done is is um he sort of looked at the whole information flow uh, chart or process, and and applied GTD principles to it, and said, "Okay, look, um, if we look at your your mail, your email as just being an inbox, then the first thing that we need to do with an inbox is get everything out of the inbox into something else." I mean, that's a fairly standard GTD principle. Um, and by using different tools that interconnect, then you can make that quite an efficient process. So Spark happens to connect with the other elements, or dare I say it, just in pillars. Oof, um, you went there. Yes, so there you go. Yeah, well, email is one pillar. And then uh, another pillar is the read it later app or service. And then another pillar is your notes. Uh, And then I'm trying to think what the fourth pillar is. Oh, it's your task manager. There you go. So those are the four pillars. And I want to be able to get an email to those other three pillars as easily as possible. That's essentially what I want to do. So I don't want to work inside email um, because the problem I find of working inside email is I very quickly... Because I am essentially got no attention span, I I get myself drawn into all sorts of nonsense, and three hours has gone. Like go, oh, look at that! I've done all my email, but I've not done any work. So, um, when I'm going through and doing my checks, I've got a uh, a keyboard shortcut which sends an email to the task manager. I've got a keyboard shortcut that sends the email to my read it later, and I've got a keyboard shortcut that sends it to my whatever the other one was. Forgotten again already, to my notes. There you go. Um, and so I'm literally going in and hitting that mail and going, okay, here's an email. Does it does it go to my notes? Because it's a reference, something I'm going to want to look at or work on um, going forward. No. It, sorry, if it's that, fire it off there. Is it something that needs to go into my task manager? Is it something I need to reply to, do some work for? Yep, okay, bang, send it into things. Is it something that I need to read later. It's an article or you know a, a long newsletter that I want to read. Yeah, so I'll send it off to my read it later and I'll probably send it to my task manager and say, make a note to unsubscribe from my email address and subscribe so that it goes directly to my read it later so that I can just get it out of the email flow entirely. Uh, or it might be something I just need to reply to. Yep, see you at the pub at seven, yes. Um, Or, as is often the case, um, you've got that magic delete button or archive button, whichever you want. Covers the same thing, I suppose. Um, That's how I clear emails. So the vast majority of emails I will read through, and it takes me a couple of seconds to deal with each one. Um, And it gets them to where they need to be. So it's it's sort of feeding my task management habit, if you like, of making sure that, that everything I need to do is in justin's catchphrase the trusted system um and if it is something that i want to reference it's sitting in my note system um which i've as i mentioned right at the top of the show i've been finding much more useful Uh, i think like any notes are more useful the more often you touch them the more often you're involved with them and begin to understand what, what it is you're doing whereas i had a very um sort of swish obsidian setup that I never ever looked at, which is fairly pointless. Um, And Read read It Later is part of my morning routine. So I have, uh, I use a service called ReadWise. Again, the price will make your eyes water. But um, all of my Kindle highlights go there. Um, And sort of the, the brother of ReadWise is Reader, which is their Read It Later app, which is where I subscribe to newsletters uh, and where I have uh RSS feeds to websites that I follow. I have a daily digest, I have a feed, I have a I have a system. Just have a system in there. Wow. Um and that's really the big appeal of Spark for me right then was that I wanted to use um systems th- or apps that would just interconnect for me. And so the the team I came up with was Spark things um i could use omnifocus as well and of course there's omnifocus four to consider now but that's for another day um evernote yes i did just say evernote um i'm i'm probably the only person in late 2023 who moved to evernote rather than from it um because the, just in prepare yourself they started charging people money oh my gosh
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they went and they, they said to all the people that are free and who've you know, in fairness, who may well have been with Evernote since 2006, they said you can only have 50 notes, which I imagine is bad news if you've got 8,950 notes in your system. It'd be like, oh, uh, so that caused a lot of of grief. They they were bought by a dastardly European company um, about a year ago, uh, who then laid off all the North American staff and are now running it out of Europe. Those Europeans well i mean even worse they're italians heaven help us all um but you know that apart um they are you know they're quite focused they're quite commercial these are two things that i quite like in my software providers um they want to make money again something i can understand i speak money um and i think thus far they're pretty competent things are getting better so what I like about Evernote, and this is proper old man to old man stuff, I understand it, Justin. I still look at Obsidian and go, say what now? I, I'm doing, I I need to do what? I need to go and get a community plugin, right, which is done by Dave from Arkansas, and that will then allow me to do this no no let me rephrase that no no i'm not interested in going to get a community plugin from dave in arkansas or Mick making you or any of these other incredibly noble wonderful people who do great work it's just I, I i want a note system that i can use that doesn't get in my way and it's it's really sad but i really understand notebooks i know what a notebook is justin it's a book with loads of notes in it, yeah, okay. Some people call them folders, but hey, it's a notebook. I can see how that works. When you say to me, "and this is a notebook stack," I know what you mean. That's a load of notebooks on top of each other. I'm with you. I've got that. So you'd put all your journal notebooks. You put them in a stack, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's because of that simplicity and that sort of visual aspect of it. I, I don't, I don't feel at all threatened or intimidated by my note system, which I'm. I'm afraid to say that I am by others. I mean, have a look at Tana. Have you have you examined Tana? T-A-N-A?
0: N A. I I haven't, and uh, I just logged into my Evernote for the first time in I don't know how many years, probably since 2006. Um, boy, has that changed, and mm. not sure for the better. <laughs> Indeed, well,
1: it went through an enormous amount of change and became at one stage they wanted it to uh to, to
0: land the space shuttle.
1: I think it had that much functionality um that nothing worked.
0: You know what it has functionalities now? Uh upgrade, 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 last chance offer. Hey, hey we Italian, eh? We we sell you the stuff. It's okay. You ram it down my throat. Uh no, I haven't uh anyway, uh Tarna. <laughs> I haven't even heard of Tarna, so Tana, Tana is it's it's an outliner. Um,
1: uh, which you know might mean something to somebody listening. I don't know. But to me, it's another, it's another obsidian. And, you know, I I sort of speak to people uh who go, oh, it's just incredible, it's amazing. I mean, this is going to be the app to rule all the apps, which immediately immediately makes me go, um, okay. So I had a look at it um, and I signed up to their Slack, which meant I got an early invite to the beta and stuff. And then I had a look at it, I went, this is fantastic. I have no idea what it does, but it's great. Um, And then I just sort of moved it to another screen where I don't have to look at it. Um, I, I just need something simple. And that's what Evernote promises me. And I like the idea they're charging me. I know this sounds a bit weird, but I want them to be looking at me as a valuable customer not as a pain in the backside with data that's clogging up their servers. Um, so who knows? That may turn out to be wrong. I mean, one of the problems with Evernote is getting stuff out of there is God's own work. I remember when I did it uh, how many years ago, getting it all out and putting it into, I don't know where I put it into Apple Notes maybe. Um, it's all awkward and difficult. and There's this weird format and all that jazz, but it is doable. It's not the end of the world. And um, much though I love the fact that Obsidian is built all around these little um markdown folders, uh markdown files. Uh, and that's incredibly important. Much though I love that, I just I just can't get into using um obsidian sort of instinctively. And its mobile app is awful as well, which doesn't help.
0: I, I feel you're paying on Obsidian. Obsidian is a hobby, not a not a ready to go thing. And I think Tana's the same. Tana's the same. I mean, if you, if you get, I mean, if
1: people are into this stuff, you know, sort of PKM and uh, go and have a look at Tana, um, then you, you uh, send a thing asking to join their Slack, join their Slack, introduce yourself and you can get an introduction to, to the beta and invite, an invite to the beta. And I mean, the Slack is amazing. It's incredibly vibrant, you know, there's a whole lot of people going and, and doing amazing stuff with it. And they've, you know, they're doing their best to manage this. They've got, you know, beginner sort of threads and stuff, but I'm just going, um, no, I really, much though I'm really tempted to become an expert in Tana or Obsidian, Or um, I don't have time for another job. And, that, and that's what this is, as you say. It's just like, huh, uh, I just need somewhere where, if there's reference material, uh, if I need to know how many reps I did, where do I go look? That's that's what I need, right? <laughs> I, at the gym, typed in that I did reverse flies, three sets of 20, lower. And, you know, it's there. It's easy. I can find it. It's text. That's what I want.
0: Interesting. Cool. So you're blowing everything up and changing things. Uh, yep. Are you happy with your new email? Sounds like it's still a little heavy touch point in this unified mailbox and sending things out and stuff like that. Is that working for you? Well,
1: I mean, the mailboxes are either unified or separated. You can do you can do both. Um, so, uh, I like the flexibility that it gives me. Um, I'm looking now at my my email client. It's it's compact. I can see everything that I need to know there, and I can now click the little home screen button and so now I get little a uh, very nice picture. Could be in Canada, even it might be it might be in your backyard. Uh, all that's missing really is a beaver. Uh, it says, good evening, Stuart. And some snow. No, there's plenty of snow. It's on the mountains and stuff. Uh, we suggest checking your inbox at 1500 tomorrow. That's what my email looks like most of the time. So I love that sort of distraction-free approach. Um, I have everything turned off. I think what's most important, the thing that's actually changed, forget Hey. forget uh, Spark, is that I've got a system. Mm. Something that this is how I do email. I've even written it down, Justin. heaven help us. Uh, and put it into the into Evernote so right because of my background uh it's called an SOP um I'm sure sure I'm sure the listeners will know that's a standard operating procedure um and bang that's my SOP email and I'm writing more and more of these um partly because I find out I forget how I do things um and partly because I forget why I use certain apps um, don't use other apps why well, i left certain apps left certain services um i've i've discovered in myself that I need to document these things otherwise i mean I just spent a couple of hours this week looking at daylight which um you know the whole story of daylight was was on this show I and mean, when I sort of signed up and then I left it within about i don't know three months um it, as a basic crM and I'm actually now just using the note system as a crM so I really like the 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 process that i've put in place the email client itself in many ways i think that's a matter of personal taste there there are some things about spark that i find a little bit annoying but you know i get right them reasonably quickly you just get used to how you you know how you open a window how you close a window whatever it might be um could i do it in apple mail yes um but i just find apple mail's interface just so dull Um, Could I do it in something like AirMail? Yes. But I remember AirMail, um, I was on on early betas and it sort of lost all my email for a while, which was a bit alarming. I mean, it found it eventually, but um, it it was just so buggy as it annoyed me. And I think there are still some bugs there. Um, But I I still think nobody has invented a really good email client for for, um, the Mac. I, I don't think it exists yet, which is strange to say. Um, because the, uh, some of the ones that are, I think, pretty good are, are very Gmail centric. Uh, and if you're not in the Gmail world and why would you want to be in the Gmail world, given that they're reading all your emails and selling all your data, um, then
0: those, those things aren't available to you. Hmm. All right. Any final takeaways to on email and what you've done with it? Uh... Email's still a pain.
1: <laughs> um, and I'm, as you've noted, spending money perhaps too much. That's something I'll have to go and have a look at. Um, of, of just trying to keep it out of my way. So all of this that I've been doing is to to find a place where ultimately I want to get to one email check a day. Now, I'm not there yet. I have one proper email check a day, but I also look at my inbox uh, first thing in the morning and in the evening. I'd like to get rid of those and just turn it into that one hit thing Um, because I think that helps train people as well. It helps train customers that, you know, if you send me an email at four o'clock, he's not, you should know that I'm not going to look at that until three o'clock the next day. And most customers go, do I care? No. But those that do care, um, find a way of sending it at two o'clock so that it's there at my three o'clock check. Confusing.
0: Um, My takeaway for this one, if you're ever bored when trying to write a dissertation, a new email system is a perfect distraction. Um, This sounds like a whole lot of A, money, time, um, and thought process, too. Congratulations on putting something so crazy into a working system. And I'm really glad it's working for you with all your pillars. (laughs) Dear listener, I think my co-host is mocking me. I, honestly, no. I'm actually, you know, the the whole point about this is finding something that works for you, for sure. And this seems to be working for you, and that's why I'm literally saying congratulations on finding something. I'm not trying to be sarcastic there. I if it, if it works, it this sounds, uh, this kind of sounds like the obsidian version of email. It's complicated. Setting it up is difficult. What's I mean, I'm compli- how complicated. is it complicated? Have I have I missed well, all these different parts that work together and all these different No, pillars. that's nothing to do with the
1: email. That's just, when you, when you look at an email, you do this naturally. You call it GTD. So when you look at an email, you do something with it, don't you? Uh, mostly delete it, but yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you either delete it or you put it somewhere. Yeah. And that's that's actually the key to all this is
0: look at email, do something with it. Actually, I got to be on it. Well, we won't get into that. It's it's been a long episode on email already, but uh, I'm <laughs> glad this work for you. Stu. It's it's cool. All right, uh, where can people find you on the internet this week? Are you writing anything now that you're back and into a system, or are you working out too much and can't type anymore? Lift your hands high. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I have been drafting some some stuff up, and
1: I've uh, I've not sort of finished anything off because I've been. Not just dragged to the gym, but I've been having the the, the wonderful, perfect time with um, uh, various and sundry providers. So, um, spoiler alert, I've got some new tech hardware, which I dare say will turn up in an episode sometime soon. Um, and so I had the joy of buying it and migrating it and all of that, which, again, I mean, why does that take a day, Justin? <sighs> um, and then I went to see my um, my telecoms provider, to get some stuff sorted out and I, I, that's another one way uh, why can't i just do all this through an online thing i mean why do i have to go and see people um, uh, um so yeah i've been a bit short of time but um it will there will definitely be some stuff later uh in the week as this goes out uh that'll be at stuartlannon.com you can find uh my stationery store, which has got some lovely kit, particularly Viking. Check out the Viking, uh, uk. Um, and yeah, I'm on Twitter. If you're interested in that sort of stuff, you can find me at 4Left 187, uh, where
0: I'm mostly shouting at people. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? I've been particularly quiet. It's been, well, Christmas and New Year and all that. Um, I'm writing in a notebook. Uh, so that's kind of where I am. But if you want to find links to what I've done, uh, justintwife.com, you can email both of us and tell Stu. Well, actually, send me an email. I can forward it to Stu and we'll see how it handles his uh, new system. <laughs> Stay sure, Jason, to gmail.com. Let's break Stu's system, please. Uh, please take a moment to like and review us on your podcast, catcher Choice. We really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues. Our next topic how to achieve the impossible. This is Stu talking about what he did. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes. Sis.